Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. literally in the last half hour have you heard it yet i think i i heard it because i um just got a text from our friend tom hamlet uh-huh. it said sos king yeah. and queen are no longer uh-huh. we live in a broken home uh-huh. <laughs> not diabetes no <laughs> if you Right now we're recording. It's nine fifteen approximately, nine eighteen yeah. Eastern Standard Time PM, and uh-huh. the news just broke that allegedly Piquet and Dorit are living separate lives after eight years of marriage. A source she got exclusively- tired of him eating chips from the bags directly from the bag. She finally. Got- I have- <laughs> you know how irritates me with that. Stop. It's it. A- you know, at some point, all us women, we finally break down and say, no more chips in the house. Okay, so I have a version of that in my house that honestly, when I hear it happen, I like a, I feel a tingle run down my spine and it's not like the erotic kind. It's the annoying kind. Like my husband has a protein bottle, oh, you know, those with the shakers inside. Shakes it. He mixes it's the protein constantly. And so he's always oh. mixing. He's having electrolytes or he's – and bless his gut health because the man is in impeccable shape. He does not look 40. He looks no older than 22. Like he looks so good. He's so healthy. I'm very proud of him. But listen, yeah. he walks around the house with a fucking protein bottle and I almost feel like as soon as I start talking is when I hear – and I'm like, what the hell? Yes. So yeah. that's my version of eating out of the bag of chips. But that yeah. – I haven't watched the premiere that obviously aired yeah. today on Beverly Hills. We're only going to talk about me catching up on New York and Salt Lake City. But um, I did watch the clip of like that lady coming uh-huh. to Dorit's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, But as soon as I saw PK pull out two potato two bags. chip bags out of the pantry, I was like, uh-huh. we are edging into David Bedore yes. territory here. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Well, it was a um, good premiere, I thought. A few bombs were cast, and um, it was an interesting premiere. I'll let you d- delve into it when you do, but for a long time, you know, I don't like Beverly Hills. I don't like that franchise. I've never liked it. I no. didn't want to watch it. Um, I, you know, even when all of the other ladies came and went, um Rena has been annoying to me from the very beginning. The only reason I was watching Beverly Hills was because of Vanderpump. Once Vanderpump was gone, didn't have any interest in watching any of it. Um, and I have never been a Kyle fan. No. So it's it's just been a chore for me. But today I watched it because you kept saying, oh, 15 more minutes. Almost there. I'm on my way home. I'm so sorry. Almost there. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm sitting here. I might as well watch it. And I watched it and I was like, huh, not bad. That wasn't too bad. I think I might be able to tolerate the season. I thought when I first went into it, I was like, I'm not going to be able to watch this with Kyle and Mauricio's, you know, sad 
storyline that I am going to just, it's just going to be so annoying. It's going to be all about that and I'm not going to watch it. But uh, there were a few other storylines that I think are interesting in this one. So I'll, I'll let you talk about it when you watch it, but that was interesting. But then this news broke out and I was like, huh, what? <laughs> My heart is broken. Yeah. Camelot has fallen. Uh-huh. Well, I'll be honest with you. I completely forgot that Beverly Hills was going to come back on. Like, I've actually refreshingly, actually yeah. for the most part, almost for all of the shows, all of the Housewife shows, I've been very out of the loop on what's going on. Like, the only thing oh, that course. I think that I even know about with Potomac is that, like, the, you know, the thing with the fight that happened and then mm -hmm. now recently the stuff about Chris Bassett and Candace, yeah. which – and like, my on, my uh, comings and goings that I text you. The comings and goings in your neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> that I get text timestamps and such, okay, of the comings <laughs> and goings of one particular pair of sweatpants in yeah. the DMV area. Yes, gray sweatpants. A hot, hot pair of gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know what's going on in Potomac. Beverly Hills, yeah. even though we know that like all this shit was ha going to happen with like Mauricio mm -hmm. and Kyle and everything, I actually, for the most part, just don't give a fuck. And you know what? It's right. because Rina's not on the show anymore. There's nobody leaking shit to the press. So like- <laughs> I know, right? Nobody knew this was happening. Nobody knows what's going on. And I actually find it really lovely. Even New Jersey, which is never off. New yeah. Jersey is always on. If you go on Twitter, people yeah. are constantly right. posting about New, New Jersey. New Jersey is another one that I don't have a very – I only watch it because it's New Jersey and you live there and I used to live there and that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the show itself, I have zero interest. I have zero interest in Melissa and Teresa's going on. I just have zero interest in all of that. So, you know, I literally – Beverly Hills and New Jersey are the ones that I don't like. I've never liked them for a long time. I watched them, but I've not been like obsessed with them. New York, Potomac, Atlanta were my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And um, OC was never, OC very, very beginning was my favorite because that's how we started. But then after yeah. that, OC is gone. But New York and Potomac are my favorites. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but New Jersey, even that, like, even though it's been constantly, their gossip mm -hmm. blogs constantly yeah. post about it. There's now New with Jersey, the kids too, it's a fans. lot. It's with the it's New Jersey not, kids, it's a lot. It's too much, but I've been yeah. pretty much out of it. So my point in all this was that Beverly Hills, I have no idea what's going on besides the Kyle Mauricio thing. And I'm very excited to watch it now because I kind of forgot that I was going to come on. Um, I'm happy to hear I that I actually forgot what happened in the reunion. I caught the last five minutes of it before this sh started. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kathy and all that crying. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, it feels that's like all I needed to do. I, I had blocked yeah. that whole season out of my head. <laughs> well, so housekeeping, I will be talking about Beverly Hills. I'm actually doing another one of those cross episodes that we do with Tom Hamlet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be releasing that on Friday. So look out for that then. But today we're going to talk about Salt Lake City and New York and our yes. thoughts and prayers to Dorit and PK. Yes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> I think you you kids can make it back to each other. Just, you know, take a break and then I come back. I actually think that they're darling. Yeah. I think they're so cute. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah. so too. Them and their embezzling times. It's okay. <laughs> Tom Hamill asked me, who gets Beverly Be Beach? <laughs> who gets Mauricio? The debtors. The creditors get Beverly Beach. Okay, that's yes. gets, gets <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Beverly Beach, not the debtors. The creditors. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about New York or Salt Lake City? The pick. Take your pick. Okay, let's take go with pick. New York. Whatever you watched. Uh huh. So I finally caught up on New York. I watched mm -hmm. the finale, which I thought mm -hmm. was enjoyable. The finale was good. Yeah. And then I watched the reunion right after, and I said, "What's well, going what's on with on? Uba?" <laughs> Uba came hot, hot, hot for no reason. Uh, oh, it's like, Uba, we are not eating anything savory right now. <laughs> We're eating cake. We don't need the hot sauce right now. I have no idea what she was going off at. She came in. Um, I think she, Uba doesn't know how to um, reunion. 
Uma doesn't know how to reunion. That's she's exactly like, right. okay, she wanted to come in and fight like she would fight otherwise. Uh, and he's like, no, you have to wait until you get the cue, Uba. And also, why are you coming at um, Jenna of all people? Like, I I didn't even know Uba and Jenna had attention of any sort, other than the fact that Jenna said Uba can get hot quickly. <laughs> it just, it makes no sense. And I, I also feel like, I feel like Uba, okay, here's, here's my theory. My theory mm-hmm. is that. Uba is actually, because she has been pretty chill with everybody, mm-hmm. has actually sat in on a lot of conversations where people talk shit about people, right? Mm. So she's been able to hear people talking shit and especially the other girls talking about Jenna Lyons because we all know the the show filmed, they dropped one of the castmates and then they added on Jenna. Jenna mm-hmm. was not part of it from the beginning. Right. So well, I think when Jenna got added on, all of the ladies probably sat around and talked shit about it mm-hmm. and talked about Jenna and she doesn't open up and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And then suddenly she watches the show and she sees all these women, even after the show airs, you know, kissing Jenna's ass. Mm. And I think that's why Uba's like, well, fuck this. I'm not doing it. I'm going to come for Jenna. But then she gets in the room. So come for the she, other women who are being nope. two-faced. But, but I think what she thought was she was going to come for Jenna and then the other women would also come for Jenna. But none of them actually came for Jenna. So then Uba just looks like a crazy person. And I yeah. love Uba. But I was like, Uba, what's going on? Like, you have to commit. You got to yeah. commit to your crazy. I feel crazy. like there's a backstory that we weren't told, Uba. See, first you start with the backstory. You don't just jump into the punchline. Tell us why you're upset with Jenna before you go there. I don't quite understand it. One minute she's mad at Jenna. She says, Jenna is not authentic. Jenna is not poor me, but then she's such a force. It's almost like a backhanded compliment. And then she goes about saying Jenna is a great mom and cries with Jenna. And then she comes back and starts attacking Jenna again. It was like whiplash. It was whiplash. It made no sense at all. It was just like... um. You know, it's like when you're listening to someone, but you're really not listening to them. You're just waiting for them to finish their thoughts so you can say what you have on your mind. <laughs> Except the thing that you have on your mind is like a conversation that you were having with somebody else exactly. and you just like blurt it out. That would be me. <laughs> this is me in every conversation where I'm like, I already have a thought going and I want to blurt it out, but you're taking way too long. Can I just <laughs> my thought? Because <laughs> I might lose this thought that I had. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's what's going on in Uva's mind. Like, she's like, I got to get this out or I'm going to lose it. I got to get it out. And it's like, maybe you should have written down notes. Yeah. You got to study with Jessel. Jessel needs to do a study group with you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought the reunion started off so strange because one of the things that happened in the reunion is like, it started off with this like, like backstory on Aaron and her dad. And I was like, why we met this man for 30 yeah. seconds once. Yeah. Why? And why is that so long? That was such a long segment of her trying to cry and talk about having taken (laughs) care of my mom. Now it's all falling on me. Why are we talking about your dad? But then it comes down to your mom, but you don't tell us what's going on with your mom. But you say that everything's on you because maybe because you are the only child for your mom. The others are all stepchildren or not even, right? Yeah. So, the, yeah, it wouldn't be on the others. It would just be on you. Yes. I, I also, don't see the point there. I'm like, also, Jenna, uh, 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 I don't get it. <laughs> now, for listeners, just know, Arthi's audio didn't cut out. She just did a Jenna impression. <laughs> but... The other thing with Erin is like she's like, you know, I grew up with like my dad became a single parent and I grew up taking care of my brothers and sisters and all this stuff. And I was like, hold, hold on, hold on, Erin. You said that you grew up coloring color pages in your mom's office while she sold real estate to Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow. And then you went to the ballet. (laughs) Like, let's figure out which story you're trying to sell about yourself because it came out of nowhere and it just something about it to me felt like they're giving Erin a moment to present herself as a soft person because she is going to get called out for all of the lying that she did all season. Right. 
Right. And they don't want to lose her as a cast member. So they're trying to rehab her in this moment so she can be, she can remain and they don't have to necessarily kick her out. But Sai, they put on the corner. So I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't quite like Sai themselves. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. As I was watching this reunion, I did think to myself, I'm fine with this whole cast staying as is. Yeah. I do think that Aaron, if Aaron and Sai hadn't been such assholes, we wouldn't have a reunion. What would we have? We wouldn't have anything. They had right. to be dicks in order for this to right because sort of work. Uh, to be honest, and uh, Jessel's storyline was compelling, but it was her storyline, and there was nothing controversial about it. And until these two made it so, yeah, it would have just been another storyline, and there wouldn't have been anything more interesting coming from there. Yeah, exactly. So, um. So Erin, uh, also, she's, she you find her ca- catching herself in so many lies, like even in the reunion. It's great. Um, <laughs> that was interesting to watch. But um, Sai and... Um, Sai and Erin go at each other. Sai is like shifting. All of a sudden now, Sai is shifting away from Erin. Well, I think what's happening is that during the show, they thought that they were going to like be the ones on top, you know, because they're, they probably thought they were like the most compelling, they're mm. wealthy, they're attractive, they dress well. They probably thought like, that's it, it's in the bag and we've created enough drama mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're going to be the ones on top. But I think that when the show aired, they saw how much everybody hates them. And yeah. rather than, which by the way, they have an opportunity here. What they could do is align with each other and say, yes, we are the mean girls, we are a pair, we are going to keep the drama going. Right. You could do like a Lisa Rinna and Eileen or a Lisa Rinna right. and whoever, or Lisa Rinna and Erica. Like okay. you could do yeah. it, right? But they're still new to this and they still want to be liked yeah. and they don't want to lean into being villains yet. So then now they're fighting with each other because they're like, oh, I'm not going to get shit on me because you're a piece of shit. And it's like, well, no, you're I've both always been. I've shit. been wondering this for a couple of days now. I don't know why. I have so many more important things to wonder about, but this is what <laughs> I've been wondering about. Well, this is a place. Like, yeah. It's like um, Sai has to be likable for her to have her business of an yeah. influencer. Yeah. She has been, when you go online and look at size, just search by Sai, almost 95% of what you come up with is negative. And I wonder if that is like really affecting her business because I cannot see myself being influenced by somebody that I deeply dislike, right? So I wonder if that is that is going to be an issue for her. I'm not saying we have to be nicer to her. I'm just saying it just occurred to me that Sai is going to do a big flip-flop because this has to affect her bottom line. Well, apparently... The people who are more on top of this, like people who really follow influencers and social Mm -hmm. media accounts and stuff, people on Reddit, so this is how good is, how reliable is Reddit, but like on Reddit and Twitter and Instagram, they posted that Sai, a lot of her engagement and a lot of her um, Instagram following is purchased, so it's not real. And she doesn't have great engagement like Mm -hmm. in her social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even said that when she joined the show, it was to get her social media platform going because that's her right. business, right? Yeah. Now, I will say, like, I've seen a couple of, like, reels and stuff that she posts. Right. She can be fun. Like, when it yeah. comes to influencer stuff, she is funny. But the thing that we know about influencers is that they are very fake. Yeah. So it also doesn't surprise me that this is who Sai really is. What I did think was funny was how she was talking about how, like, she wears a mask, a mask of positivity and being funny in order yeah. to like, you know, she not talk about her feelings. And I'm like, you're just unbelievably out of touch about who yeah. you actually are. Yeah. So she has zero sense of humor. I don't None. I don't see her being funny at all, ever. Um, I don't Erin <laughs> definitely has no sense of humor either because she doesn't understand that Jessel didn't actually build Rebecca. Oh my god. She's like, Are you joking? And she's so upset about that. You're joking. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're joking. You're joking. She's like, Yeah, I'm fucking joking. Like, are you dumb? Aaron is so stupid. Like, yeah. that's the thing with Aaron. And then when Aaron is like, when Jessel's calling her out about like, you talked about my marriage. Yeah. Aaron's like, I did? When? when? And it's like, <laughs> I love what Jessel's like, did you watch with blindfolds on? What the fuck is wrong with you? 
Okay, can mm. we talk about how Andy asked Jessel why she moved to New York as if yeah. Andy didn't hire this woman? Yeah. I'm I was like, like what's what? the point of this question, Andy? Yeah, and so what if she moved for the show? I, do, I don't get it. It's not like she's unfamiliar with New York. She, Jessel is almost trying to tell, uh, I, she has to defend that she can be a New Yorker. Meanwhile, Uba is an immigrant too. Jessel can move around. This is so weird. Like, it was just yeah. a weird thing. It was a bizarre question. It was like, okay, she's been here for 10, she lived here for 10 years and she moved away and then she came back. What's yeah. the issue? Yeah. And yeah, he's like, what opportunities? And well, then everybody's that sitting she got. there looking like, oh, she got caught. Andy's asking that question. Now she's got caught. Bren's face, Aaron's face. And I'm like, what are you guys trying to say? She moved here for an opportunity. How else was Pavit going to be on the fried chicken committee? <laughs> also, Tinsley moved to New York and right. literally lived out of Sonia's basement with her nasty brown ice. So like – yes. And, and then she, she went moved, and moved into, into a, hotel. a hotel. She never had a permanent home. She was in a, she was in a hotel for for the rest of the seasons. Yes. So, like, what is the issue here? Yeah. And they're like, oh well, Tinsley Mortimer is a socialite. Just because you didn't know Jessel doesn't mean she's not from New York. Like, yeah, she lived there for ten years. Yeah. And then she's like, I all my work is here. I want to work in fashion. She had all those like big fashion people yeah. walk into her apartment. She to fucking a sponsored party. That also is the appropriate way to sponsor a party. <laughs> Not your anniversary party, which by the way, did you know did you find out that her anniversary party was like in January, but apparently she actually got married in yeah. like July? Yes. She did it deliberately for the show. Now you got you did your wow renewal for the show, <laughs> Aaron. How about that? Yeah. And you got a whole bunch of sponsors on your invitation. Yeah. Um, when Jessel calls Sai out for how she spoke about um, uh, Jessel and Bovitt's marriage, Sai's like, from the outside looking in, it's not my business, but from the outside looking in, it just looks like you, does, you don't have a connection. I'm like, that is I, such a bizarre thing to say. She just loud. said, it was a sexless marriage. It's a sexless marriage. And here's the thing. When oh she was God. doing that, I have to say this. Uh-huh. <sighs> Unfortunately, that is good house, housewifery. Like it, Sai, it. Ugh, <laughs> I hate to admit it. Yeah, but at least Sai is owning the shit that she says, right? The thing that's annoying about Aaron is that Aaron is acting like she never said any of it, but Sai is like, "Yeah, I said it." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that also tells you like Sai is apologetic to other stuff that might, she might have said to other people, even if she does a fake apology. She does a fake apology to Brian. She says it, but she'll never, ever say sorry to Jessel. She just she hates Jessel so much. It's kind of like, you know how like Ramona would never apologize to like Kristen? You yes. know, she'll never apologize to Kristen Takeman. Like something yeah. about that is petty enough for me where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Um. Now, did you see that Uba's boyfriend? The, there were multiple pictures of Uba's boyfriend. Okay, One, there so was a man. In, in the finale, when they said Connecticut, and Uba was like, Do, because of his job, I don't want him, anybody to know. And then towards the end, Bryn, as she's signing up, she'll be like, but I'll be the governor of Connecticut or something like that. I was like, why is she saying governor of Connecticut? Is this guy a politician? Is she? That's what she's hinting. So wow. I was convinced it was one of the politicians from Connecticut. And I've been like mm. scrolling through Connecticut politicians. And some of them are good looking. So I was like, well, you didn't have to is, do all who that. Is, but they're all married. So I'm like, okay, who's who's dating Uba? Well, well uh, first, you first said that was... this guy is married too. Well, hold on. Let's pause the breaks on yeah. that. Don't accuse me of things. Now, I did say that, but then I I tried to look it up. You I... were the only one to get Okay. <laughs> I Googled. So if you Google Uba Hassan boyfriend, and uh-huh. go on Google Images, there's yeah. this guy who shows up who's like some guy she went on a date with in 2014 to some public event. So yeah. this is like years ago. This is when okay. she was like a young model. Okay. And this so guy it was not the guy that, that's been out now. As not the guy, but this okay. guy is wealthy. He is from Connecticut and he is a music – he's like a music producer or something or a music mogul. And that guy is married or has like an estranged wife or something. This is the dude that was in Google Images. Okay, Uba. okay, got it. Not the guy. So that's okay. not him. 
Yeah. Now there's this guy. It's all over. I think she went to like some event at the Lincoln Center. With, and he's uh, an investor. And he's a German. He Jeffries. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I said, yeah. okay. That guy's good looking. Good yeah, for I can see her with um um with the um, European. I think uh, a European is is the kind of vibe that Uba would go for. Yeah, I will say what I didn't love in the reunion was when Uba casually made jokes about beating, slapping around her exes. I was like, ooh, yeah, I know. don't love that. Yeah, I don't like that, and I don't like Aaron uh saying I'll drop kick you. This was the second time Aaron yeah. said it too. So yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Let's not talk that way, ladies. Right. All right. Any other New York thoughts? No, I thought it was um uh eh, uh reunion yeah. <laughs> because it was not um I w- I was all pumped up for the Jessel and um Aaron fight, but then Aaron took up so much of her time explaining her dad's marital status and. <laughs> Um, and then it would, and Uba kept bringing these, all these sniper. She was a sniper from the side. She was like shooting. Except all these she was like only shooting at herself. Yes. It was weird. So for me, <laughs> and the, the interesting part was uh, where Bryn and Sai got into it and Bryn, Sai apologizes to Bryn, but then Bryn says something and Sai is like, well, I don't care about that. I, this is not something I can solve right now. Like, okay, so you are, you, Sai, you admit that you were wrong in the moment and you shouldn't have said it and you shouldn't have blamed Bryn for it. But mm-hmm. you stop talking to Bryn. You're seeing Bryn being upset right now and you still don't care. There's something yeah. deeply wrong with Sai. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move over to Salt Lake City. Sure. What a treat. <sighs> Mary, Mary, quite contrary. I just, I like that Mary is just sitting on the side, just commenting. She's like, if you went to a movie theater with your old aunt or somebody who's just like going to ask you a ton of questions. Why is this happening? What's going on here? That doesn't look good. And just keeps commenting on the sidelines. That's how I felt. Is there, there's yeah. Mary watching the show happen and she's just having a conversation with the producer. She's like, what is this angle that you're shooting Heather from? That necklace doesn't go with that. What is what is happening here? <laughs> I also like that she's straight up like, if Meredith isn't coming, I'm not going to things. Yeah. I'm like, okay. She that's feels fair. safest with Meredith because Meredith just makes her feel like she matters. And her yeah. opinion matters and doesn't ask her questions with a condescending note in her voice. She just tries to make Mary feel comfortable. And that's all Mary wants. She yeah. wants respect. Exactly. <laughs> She's used to being respected as the church leader. And she doesn't get that. in the, She doesn't understand peer um, interactions. Mary doesn't. She doesn't, she doesn't get that. But she also doesn't necessarily get any respect at home because her son has been married for one whole year living in the same house with his wife yeah and she has no idea yeah and she said on watch what happens live that it wasn't legal because they never signed the document they went and got it and they got married in the court but they never signed the document so it's not legal she can kick the girl off Mary is like, it almost feels like Mary's worried that all the money is going to go to this other girl. (laughs) I mean, 100% that's what she's worried about. Are you kidding me? Also, Mary on Watch What Happens Live with Z-Way, which I know now it's like been two weeks since that. But oh my God, that was so good. It was so good, but it was just so uh, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It was good for to watch Z-Way try to understand Mary and walk around her. But at the same time, it was like, why would you put Mary in that situation, Andy? Z-Way gave Mary a fish fillet. An old fish fillet. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Mary said it wasn't warm. And that it was at one time because there was nothing to eat. But she doesn't eat that. She's a vegan. No. And then... When Mary was asked that question by Andy about the grapes, like the the grapes, the the oh, the, yeah. the champagne, <laughs> she was that, reading like, from her Wikipedia note of like so many people died, but the grapes were great. 
Yeah, it was just so awkward. And then Andy was trying to help her out. And he goes, and she would go, Andy, this is my story to tell. I'm like, this is so terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely missed her a little bit in the latest episode, but it was made up by the fact that the <laughs> there was a bunny came, that Yeah, to that watch what happens live, she came in this big green alien suit and then she sat there and said everybody else's fashion was a dumpster fire <laughs> listen mary's a monster yeah <laughs> but i appreciate her commentary on the show i do um, okay. i do so salt lake city the last two episodes a couple of things happen obviously we have the monica monica or sorry we'll start with angie's husband so there's a rumor about angie's husband mm. and i want to ask you uh, first of all, obviously, needless to say, but we'll say it, uh, commenting on people's husband's sexual orientation is gross. It's always been gross. It's been gross since the beginning of time. Nobody has ever liked this on Housewives. It's never yeah. fun to watch. It's cheesy, yeah. corny. It's a low-hanging fruit, and it's just fucking gross. Right. But this Angie rumor, who is the culprit? Is it Meredith? Is it Whitney? Or is it Monica? Who is at fault here? I think Meredith gave it to Monica and Monica took it as an opening. Monica had heard it before and she probably kept it to herself. She didn't say anything. But then when Meredith brought it up on camera, Monica thought, ooh, so I can talk about it? Okay, I'm going to talk about it. I I'm think the, that, I, I have a feeling it's between Whitney and Monica that it went. To. Yes, I think it's Whitney because I think Whitney is doing to Monica what was done to her last season with the ja jizz for jazz. Yes. <laughs> Jizz for Jazz was like a low, you know, an easy hit that like a softball that like Meredith kind of tossed at Whitney and Whitney ran with it, right? Right. This time around, Meredith had no conversation with Monica directly about any of it. That's true. Like if we, if we track how this went, the way it went was Meredith goes to dinner, Angie crashes Meredith's dinner and event. Angie mm -hmm. comes for Meredith, calls her fake and phony, and then Meredith walks off, says to Lisa, if she wants to talk about rumors, I can talk about her husband and the yeah. nastiness surrounding her yeah. husband and her businesses. Lisa then takes that moment and says to Whitney, you know, Meredith got mad and she started saying like, oh, I could talk about your family. I could talk about your husband. Yeah. And I can't believe she's doing this again. And Whitney's like, mm -hmm. Aha, okay, yeah, that is messed up. Then Whitney says that they were at the airport and Meredith said something about Angie, like, yeah, there's rumors about Angie and you have to be to careful Whitney with Angie. And Monica, that's what she says. That two no, them, the two of no, them. No, because in the second episode, when Monica is talking to um Angie, she says Meredith never said anything to me. Ah, okay. So, so Whitney, Whitney is Whitney is told by Meredith at the airport. You know, yeah. Yes. Whitney well, likes you, a good pattern. Yeah. She likes a good pattern. When she recognizes a good pattern, she latches onto it and says, I found a pattern. I found a pattern. <laughs> Last year, when it was, I wasn't going to bring the Just for Jazz, but Mer Meredith told me, Meredith is the one who told me. And then I brought it up because your friend needs to know if that some another friend is talking about her. And then I got into trouble. Meredith is doing it again. I find the pattern. Meredith is doing it again. And of course, Whitney is so stupid enough that she falls for the trap yet again and brings it up with Monica. Because but this time, right. So what she does is then she says, Whitney says that I was with Meredith and Meredith made an insinuation about, about Angie's husband, mm -hmm. right? And Meredith says, uh, or Monica, it's a, and then Whitney knows that Monica is number one. She used to be friends with Jen Shaw, so she knows yeah. all the rumors. And number two, Monica is young and thirsty enough to be on the show that she will say some off the right. charts dumb shit yeah so right. she corners whitney whitney corners monica because she sees herself in monica she's like i also yeah. used to be young and dumb and thirsty <laughs> and i also used to say the wrong things on camera so then she okay. she gets monica to say the thing whitney puts on her great acting work pretends to be shocked so she has no idea whatever and then 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 Whitney says, you, you need to be a friend to Angie and you need to pull Angie aside and you need to tell her what Meredith is saying about her. Yeah. But the thing is, in all this, Meredith never said anything about Angie's husband. 
She never actually even directly said anything. She right. maybe may have alluded to it. It was Monica who blurted out everything she had heard before. And Whitney who told Monica to blurt yeah. out everything yeah. that she had heard before. Right. So Angie's BFF right yeah. now is Whitney. But Whitney yeah. is the one who is doing all this maneuvering. And yeah. what is amazing about Salt Lake City is every single person on this show is too fucking stupid to figure <laughs> this out. Yeah. And it's so funny. <laughs> to watch it all and I want to shake Angie like even when she hears the news and when she talks to her husband and they're in tears all of that she's just so monotonous and talking <laughs> like this and I just want to shake her I'm like can you show some emotions did your whole body get a Botox what's happening <laughs> <laughs> I know I know poor Sean sweet Sean he seems like such a nice guy he's like I want to be her hero and then Angie's like you are Electra's hero, hero. like what's going <laughs> on with you guys over there do you need a Tesla charger? Like, what's going on? I don't what's know. happening? Angie is uh, Angie and her white kitchen and white house and white everything just gets me all worked up. I don't know why. I mean, I did laugh when Heather was like, "This is Salt Lake City. If a guy shows up to a family event with a cardigan, they think he's gay. Like, it's not that serious. Like, this is whatever." And then even Andrew even says, "Like, oh, this rumor I've heard for years. My husband has had yeah. to deal with this for years." Yeah, it's like, okay, if he's had to deal with this for years, why are you yelling at people about a rumor that everybody has heard for years and years and years? I don't yeah. understand. They're right. What's she's the just point upset here? That, she's just upset that um, Meredith brought it up. She's like, oh, Meredith is out to get me. And she's afraid I mean, of Meredith because Meredith can get you. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But also it's like, well, you came to Meredith's event. Like you've been crashing all of her parties. She does not yeah. like you. Yeah. You called and, her fake and oh, phony. Oh, by the way. And then she ends up not inviting Meredith to her Greek party. Like that's mm -hmm. what Meredith did to you. But Meredith didn't crash yours. <laughs> Like, exactly. why would you go crash hers? <laughs> now, what do you only think of crashing that? That's... Yeah. What? What do you think of the party? And I mean, Monica the party and was her great. mom. Well, wait, we need to. I was just going to say, if we're going to talk about crashing, we have to talk about Meredith Marks's near death experience. <gasps> yes, I forgot about that. The quote unquote accident. Yeah. She was online tweeting at Bravo, being like, this is not funny. <laughs> they put clown music on top of it. When they, they put were clown music on top of it and they put accident in quotes. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's so fucked up. She's like, I was in this horrible situation with Kathy. There was a terrible snowstorm. <laughs> and she's like, I thought we were going to die. I just yeah. like, listen, and I love, like, here's the thing I love about Meredith Marks. She will use this moment as like yeah. a thing for why she can't be confronted. She's be like, listen, yeah, guys, yeah. I just I – mean, She's used everything from her friend's son to her friend's grandson to everybody else's issues. She'll use it for not being confronted. <laughs> and there's something about that that I just think is chef's kiss. It's perfect. <laughs> she just gets like verklempt and then she can't talk about a thing anymore. It's a, you know? it's something, yeah, it's something very Karen Huger in that moment when she's it using some, so like, some excuse. <laughs> Has nothing to do with what we are talking about. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. The the party, the mm -hmm. Greek party, the Easter party. Yeah. Christ has risen. Congratulations. Um, yeah. cute little party. The bunny. I have okay. The bunny invite. I have not laughed that hard since the mime invite of Potomac. Exactly. I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, the mime in Potomac is the bunny in, in Salt Lake. And the, the, the way that <laughs> Mary brought the window down and she Amazing. had the, the best look of awe. She was so happy <laughs> to see the Easter bunny. She was smiling. She had a big, her eyes were like big saucers. I'm like, Mary, you're still such a child. You're such a child trapped oh, in okay. a Oh, okay. I read bodies. that as her being horrified. Oh, I read that as hers being like completely enthralled. <laughs> oh my God, that's a real bunny. <laughs> no, I view that as like her being like, like... Very childlike enthrallment is what I saw. <laughs> that's kind. I saw it as she's like, what the fuck have I signed up for? And what is going on? I thought the show was going to change now that the criminal was in jail. 
but there is a giant bunny handing me an envelope. Like, what is going on? <laughs> she tried um, to elevate the show with Walter, the chef, and all of that. And they're like, no, you want a, a person in a bunny costume is all you get, Mary. <laughs> okay. R.I.P. So, Walter. <laughs> R.I.P. Walter. Um, so we go to, yeah, Monica, uh, Angie's Greek party, Monica and her mom. Oh my God, that was so painful to watch because, okay, Monica acted completely out of line, Mm -hmm. completely out of line. But I think what Monica is frustrated with is that she does, she, even the way she's reacting, she's reacting like a small child. She really, really turns into a six year old child being like, she started it. Why aren't you yelling at her too? Like, she really fully turns into like a full little kid because. She is still triggered and tapping into her child self. Right. And and the thing is, like, you go to therapy so that you could, like, put that little child aside and say, hey, you are not allowed to enter adult spaces anymore. You're not allowed to right. navigate me, my life as an adult anymore. And it's like I get it. I, I understood. So it's weird because I have kids and because I, like, am – I have found myself being in similar situations when I'm like fighting with my brothers and my mom takes my brother's side, right? I under I had empathy for her being in that position to be like, I'm literally here by myself and my kids and my mom. Everybody mm-hmm. else is here with a spouse or somebody else right. that they're friends with. I'm here by myself and my mom does not have my side. And yeah. I understand what her mom was trying to do, but there's this thing her mom would did where she was she just kept saying, "I'm so sorry for how she's behaving this way." Yeah, that's that's really fucking hard to yeah. deal with when you're an adult because you're like, you don't get to fucking apologize to people for me when you're the one you're an adult who also makes mistakes. Right. Right. And so it's complicated because it's like Monica completely was out of line. She completely was acting poorly. She should not have been arguing with Angie. She's not wrong in the point she's trying to make to Angie, which is all these women have been talking about you. I'm the only one who actually told you what they were talking about. Right. So Monica's not wrong in the things that she's saying, but her delivery is absolute shit. And then she, she she almost reminded me of like why I love Candace. Right, mm-hmm. my girl Candace Dillard Bassett, mm-hmm. when she would fight early seasons with her mom, yeah, she would turn into that child of like, no, yeah. you don't get to tell me what to do with myself, right? right? And so I get all those things, but it's like, yeah, you're making no, yourself I, look I, stupid. I, I felt bad for um, Monica towards the end because apparently she also got hurt. She apparently went down the stairs. Did you hear about the rest of that story? No. The kids were apparently had been sent to the basement to play while they were having all these conversations. Okay. And then Monica went down to get her kids to leave the house and there's no hand railing on the steps. And Monica fell down the steps, had major bruises, (gasps) came back up. And that's why she was sitting on that sofa and not dancing with everybody. Because she wasn't trying not to do that. She was sitting there because she was hurt. She showed her bruises to her mom and her mom was giggling. And that's why Monica was like, why are you laughing? What is there to laugh? And that was cut out. But Lisa came back and said, no, uh, my son was there. He was upstairs when you were yelling and screaming. And apparently there was some shoes thrown as well. Shoes? And And my son saw that. That's what Lisa said. But Monica said that all her kids were down and they only came up towards the end with their Easter baskets and they left and they all got their Easter baskets. It's not like they weren't able to play, you know, and enjoy Easter. She was sitting there for them to get done. That's oh. what she said. That made sense to me. That does. And make then sense she had pictures me. and, you know, medical records of having hurt, gotten hurt. And she was like, I could have sued, you know, sued uh, Angie for not having a railing on that basement um, staircase. And uh, my kids went down there, and it was it was not safe. Well, Carol, I was like, no, you were you were like probably drunk and slipped and angry and fell down, and that happens too. Yeah, could have happened with the railing. But yeah. I'm just saying that there was a lot more that was happening in that moment that we didn't see. Okay, well, I was saying Carol Radzivill's staircase would like a word. 
Right. And so Lee Radzival, so when Monica put that out, Lee Radzival tweeted that out and showed Carol's staircase and is like, imagine if it was this staircase or something like that. <laughs> well, you know, that's a fake account, but I love that. I know. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. Speaking of Lisa Barlow's kids. Right. Let's talk about Heather's obsession with Jack's mission. And how Heather's, yeah, yeah. Heather's obsession with Jack's mission. So Heather is presenting that she is she is confused about Jack's mission because she doesn't think that anybody's kids should be going on missions because the mission is to convert people to a religion mm-hmm. that is fundamentally extremist and not inclusive and all those things. Right. But that's how she's presenting it. But really yeah. what it is, it's about Heather and how she feels judged by Lisa. It's always about that. Right. It's always right. about Heather and how like she Lisa feels judged by Lisa. Lisa hasn't read the book. Lisa is refusing yes. to read the book. And Lisa's, li- <laughs> and Lisa's reason for re- refusing to read it is pretty much the title is Bad Mormon. And I'm a good Mormon. So I won't read yes. it. <laughs> but also Lisa says, I love to read. I read a lot of books. I haven't read the Book of Mormon yet, but I'm uh, can going you imagine? to read it. <laughs> And I love what I love that Jack was like, oh yeah, the Book of Mormon. It could be made into a movie. I wanted movie. somebody to be like, it could be a Broadway play. It could be a great musical. I know. <laughs> so silly. It's very. It's just so fun. funny because I think I think what we've always said is true about Heather and Lisa is that Lisa gets to Lisa mm. gets to have the fun spiritual cool parts of Mormonism. She gets the community of Mormonism without doing the indoctrination that right. Heather and had she to doesn't do. feel the need to belong and to be in the higher tier and to be in the inner circle in like in the Mormons. temple. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I don't need to do that. I just want to call myself Mormon, and you know that'll open up a few business doors for me, and I'm okay with it. And this much of Mormonism is just perfect for me. And because Heather was born into Mormonism and she had to be indoctrinated and she was part of a conservative culture and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. she doesn't get the option of just kind of being a fly by the seat of your pants Mormon. She she believes that if you're a Mormon, you're a temple-going, garment-wearing, mission person Mormon. And I think that Heather is – essentially she's pissed about it because she's also pissed about the fact that like Whitney isn't like calling Lisa out for it and it's like well it's not Whitney first of all I do think it's fucked up because Whitney also charged at Mary Cosby's church Mm -hmm. for being a predatory church yeah that was taking advantage of people right so I understand the hypocrisy here of Whitney suddenly being like Okay, so what? Lisa's son gets to do stuff. But it's also like not – I understand the double standard, but that's because Whitney is an idiot. Like I don't think that Whitney knows how to connect those dots. And I think Whitney tries to keep out of the kids' stuff. Yes. And I I think that's her basic line is that this has to do something to do with the kid. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to – Yeah. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. It's just so funny that Heather tries to mask her – her personal grievance with Lisa Barlow with this like idea that no, it's for the greater good and Mormonism <laughs> is a homophobic religion and it's transphobic and it's racist. And it's like, you don't actually care about any of that. Yeah. You're you just care. mad that Lisa yeah. didn't read your book. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that she's like, well, you didn't even read my book. And like, I maybe think you should send an audio book. send her an audiobook when she's driving around send it as like a freebie gift with her um you know um next 7-eleven stop she gets a slurpee and she gets this she gets a little cd that she can pop in yeah and (laughs) i don't think that i think that also heather thinks that jack's experience and the mission is going to be that hardcore hardline Mm -hmm. mormonism but it's very much possible that Jack's not going to get that experience because also Jack is a boy. Like yeah. in all fundamentalist religions and, and in all and extremist a, religions. And a rich one and that. So who knows? He might get a, like a special tier of it. Exactly. Like if if all they're looking for is some of Jack's tithing, yeah. then I think that they don't really need him to like go and convert a bunch of people to Mormonism. I yeah. think that it's fine. I think he's just going to go and have a good time. And I think yeah. that also pisses Heather off because Heather's like, well, I didn't even fucking know that was an option. It's like, well, <laughs> it's too bad, Heather. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day 
about two Mormons who knock on the door and this guy opens up and he they like start to talk about we would like to talk to you about our Lord and Savior and the guy is yeah. like oh sure come on in and the two guys they just look at him stare at him and like huh you want us to come in you really want to hear from us because we have been doing this for almost a year we're almost done with this man two more doors and we could have gone home and now you want us to tell us they're like oh it's been a long time we don't know what we had to say we don't remember this is how far we have come every time yeah i I don't know anybody who gets converted i haven't seen that happen i don't know i mean i think that i think that there was a big push for missions i mean i definitely think that there is a you know, colonizing aspect of mm-hmm. um, missionary work. When it, we've talked about this on any religions, and obviously there's a big target in a lot of brown communities, black communities. Mm-hmm. That's how they really try to get you, impoverished yeah. people, disenfranchised people. And so they try to get you, right? But ultimately, it's Whatever. we live in a day and age where most people already know about some of these religions. Mm-hmm. And there's enough information for you to – it's like either – if you are ripe for the cult taken, yeah, it's going to be Mormonism or, not, or another cult. Yeah. It's going you know to be what Scientology, I mean? Mormonism. It could be anything. Something or the other. <laughs> yeah. If you want to belong to a cult, there's a lot to pick from. So it's not yeah. going to – you're not – You can form your own cult too if you're Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think Heather is like – obviously she's like, oh, you shouldn't be indoctrinating people or trying to get them to convert into a religion. That's not good for them. But my idea is if somebody can get convinced to join a religion that's not good for them, they're either going to join the one that Jack is giving mm-hmm. or another one that somebody else offers. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's Heather not. seems to think that she's Leah Remini and she's like just, you know, her <laughs> book and she's yeah. going to have a TV show about it and she's going to expose all these bad Mormons. And that's not happening, Heather. No. <laughs> Nobody's interested. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. There's no Tom Cruise of Mormon church that we want, we want to, you know, save. <laughs> It could be Lisa Barlow. <laughs> could be Lisa Barlow as a Tom Cruise. She's probably the coolest Mormon we know. <laughs> I know a few cool Mormons. I actually I know, know a few, few cool Mormons. Ex-Mormons. <laughs> I, know, I know a really cool Mormon. I know yeah. a cool Mormon family and their child is trans and yeah. they're awesome. Yeah. And like... I don't know how much they're still part of the Mormon community, but they still yeah. consider themselves Mormon. They might be yeah. doing the Lisa Barla Mormon church. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Any other thoughts? No. I'm good. Do you feel yeah. good? I do feel good. It was yeah. good to take a break. Yeah. It was It was a long break, and I hope it helped. It did. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Things are still not great in the world. No. no. But, but I feel okay now. I feel yeah. you're able to breathe. I am able to bit. breathe a little bit. Yeah. Although yeah. Genocide Joe is yeah. really living up to that name. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sad. So so hey, there's that. Um but anyway. <laughs> um, look out for the episode on Friday or Saturday that'll be out with Tom Hamlet to talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere. Yeah. And apparently Teddy and Kelly and uh, Kyle, Kyle were on Watch What Happens and it right. was chaotic. Yeah, I expected it to be. I didn't watch it, obviously, because I came here to record with you. But... Oh, my God. Relax. It's going to be on Peacock <laughs> in like three hours. No, okay. I'm glad you did that because who wants to watch a Teddy? No, Ugh. I'm glad Ugh. you saved me from watching that. You saved me from watching that, but okay. I'm glad.